You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long has joined us. He celebrated his ex-annual 39th birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Dwayne. Thank you very much. Looking forward to celebrating it tomorrow. My wife had to work yesterday, but uh, she's off tomorrow and I'm not eight years old. I can wait a couple of days to celebrate my birthday. Let's hope it's a two-day celebration that carries into Thursday night when the Ohio State Buckeyes open the season at Big Ten foe Minnesota, the national stage all to themselves. Dwayne, it is a glorious beginning to the season. We are going to break down the game. The Fighting P.J. Flex, the opening opponent, 8 p.m., Fox. I posted something on the message board yesterday about my biggest concern heading into this game. Now, that's a relative statement. I don't have a lot of concerns, but my biggest one, Dwayne, on offense, Minnesota will start eight redshirt seniors, another senior, a redshirt sophomore, and a sophomore. Their offensive line is basically all adults. I'm not saying they're more talented, but these are some big, strong dudes. What is your biggest concern heading into this game? You know, we don't discuss stuff before we go on the air. And I was thinking the way how I was going to start this was was by saying veteran. This team is you got a bunch of bunch of guys that have been around for a while. Uh, I don't know if they've had this big a moment. I seriously doubt it. But they have been out there. They're not going to be real nervous. Maybe a little bit looking across when they finally see, oh, hell, who's that over there on the other sideline? Is that Ohio State? They might have that moment, but the, these are veteran guys. They're going to get over it real quick. Like you said, they're, they're going to throw a veteran team. Uh, the quarterback holds pretty much most of the uh, school passing records. They've got a running back that uh, is a fine back. He's, he's had some uh, good football games. Uh, receivers, that's one thing that I looked at and I went, who who are, you know, you got a veteran quarterback, but who's he going to throw the ball to? Bunch of guys that, uh, young guys, guys who have not played a lot of football. So uh, that's an advantage Buckeyes. On the other side of the ball, I think that's where this is going to break down on them. You look back at what was um, last year's team, uh, they were middle of the middle of the pack versus the pass, uh, and lower one of the, I think they were tenth against the run. Um, here's the thing: they only had eight sacks last year, eight. 
and it was either four or five interceptions that I, uh, that I, I can't remember if it was four or five. So this is not a, a defense, a stout defense. And I think that's where the dam is going to break. Maybe, maybe they're going to move the ball a little bit, maybe score a few points, but they're going to get killed once they start looking at that scoreboard and saying every time they have the ball, they're scoring. That's when uh, they could collapse. They're going to come in. uh, DJ Fleck, Buckeye fans love to ride this guy, but he's a good football coach and he's a motivator. And I think he's going to have him a little bit jacked up ready to play football. I, I think that it could be one of those games where it looks interesting early and then the Buckeyes pull away. It is important to note that the Thursday night stage is all Ohio State. There are some very obvious favorites heading into the season, and this is really Ohio State's chance to kind of set the stage and show their dominance with a lot of new faces. Keep in mind, Justin Fields is not out there. Trey Sermon, not out there. Going to have new guys in those spots, and those are marquee spots. I don't see how, and you mentioned this, I don't see how Minnesota stays in the game from a big play perspective. I get they're going to come in and try and pound everybody with their you know, octogenarian offensive line, but I just don't see it happening. This one could get away from them early. Now, you did make a good point. Muhammad Ibrahim, their running back, has had success against Ohio State before. He's a fine back. Many believe right now he's the finest back in the Big Ten. I tend to think that will be altered by the end of the season once everyone gets a chance to look at Travion Henderson, but I digress. They don't have Rashad Bateman anymore. Like you mentioned, there is no real stud receiver to put pressure on kind of a new Ohio State secondary, at least one that's breaking in some new guys. So my score pick, Dwayne, 45 points for the winning Ohio State team, 20 for the host Gophers. What's your pick? I'm going 49-17. Which brings us to our next discussion. Dwayne and I are going to pick out the best player this year on Ohio State's offense and the best player on Ohio State's defense. The reason we use these terms best players because C.J. Stroud, if he's not the team MVP on offense, we're going to have a problem the way things are set up. That's just how it works. Go back and look. Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, et cetera. On defense, a little more up in the air. So, Dwayne, first, your pick for best offensive player Once again, we have not shared our picks. Nicholas Petit-Ferrer. I believe that he is going to be a first-round NFL draft pick after this season. We're probably – I just don't see us keeping him unless he regresses, and he seems to be on an upward trajectory. So uh, that's who I'm going with. I'm not going to say I flipped a coin, but if you heard a pen hit the table – I came so close to picking Nicholas Petit Frere. I was going to feel so smart for it. But obviously, you have the bigger brain than me. I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. Uh, I felt this way last year. I'm not sure he had the year last year. I was totally expecting. I think this is the year. I feel like he's a bigger, stronger Stefan Diggs. Another apple of Ohio State's eye they couldn't convince to come to Columbus. Instead, chose College Park, and it's now dominating in the NFL. So on offense, I was close to picking Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, but I chose Garrett Wilson. Okay, who do you believe will be the best player 
on the defense. Before I say that, Garrett Wilson was my second pick. But uh, on defense, I got to go with Haskell Garrett. I, you know, I, I thought about Taraja Mistrels, but I said he hasn't, you know, he hasn't started yet. But uh, I, I'm going to go with Haskell Garrett. This is not going to be exciting, people. I went with the same thing. Uh, I went with Garrett Wilson and Haskell Garrett. So I've got the Garrett team going. Like you said, I thought about some other guys. The best case scenario for Ohio State would be Zach Harrison to me. I just don't see it possible him to be a better football player than Haskell Garrett. So that actually turned out to be a pretty easy pick. Hope we wet your whistle there. Want to come back with some more predictions for the year ahead. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, we are back. Dwayne and I are going to go big picture here. We are going to give our picks for the Big Ten Championship game and the Big Ten Champ, our pick for the Final Four playoff teams and the championship game and the eventual winner. So, Dwayne, who do you believe will be in the Big Ten Championship game? Ohio State and Wisconsin until somebody beats one of them. Wisconsin has been the class of the West, and Ohio State's one of the two or three best teams in the country. Somebody's got to beat them until that happens. Uh, you know, we're going to see a lot of uh, repeats. This is, this is the way it's going to be. Got the dominant, uh, dominant teams. You know, you always think about Pat Fitzgerald pulling some magic out of his hat, but that's about, that's about it. You know, uh, I think oh, I say Wisconsin for indefinite years is that's the way it's going to be. I'm not going to waste anybody's time. I've got the same. And the winner is? Ohio State. Ohio State is just, it's where this program is right now. You expect them to win everything. Every time Ohio State steps on the field, if they lose, it's an upset. Until the the playoff, it's it's an upset. Nobody's supposed to beat Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State's dominance on the field and just as a presence in the Big Ten has been highlighted by all this expansion talk when you've got other programs in the Big Ten basically saying, you know, whatever Ohio State does is going to determine the future of the Big Ten, and they're right. All right, Dwayne, your final four playoff teams. Okay, obviously I'm going with Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Those those. You know they're just going to dominate their conferences. They're right now ranked at the top of the top of the uh, rankings. They're going to go undefeated and they're going to go to the playoff. the The fourth team is uh, I'm going to surprise here, and then I'm going to tell you why I think that um, Georgia just has too many damn five star kids. They got 19 five star kids. Eventually, eventually Kirby Smart is going to get smart and find a way to put it together so all these these uh, elite players 
to make it happen. And then you've got Alabama with um, with a, a quarter an unsure quarterback situation. So I'm I'm just saying that this should be the year. It's not going to surprise anybody, not, not me, that Alabama beats Georgia, but Georgia should be the fourth team. Finally, break through and beat Alabama, knock them out of the playoff, and go on and uh, and try to win a national championship. If this show has taught you anything, it's that there is just such a clear upper class in football right now, in college football for that matter. Usually when we do this, I can come up with a fourth team and an interesting like Pac-12 route to the championship game or some interesting vibe on another team. But I think there's really only five candidates and I'm actually going to go with Alabama. So I'll go Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama. And the real reason is, and anyone who follows recruiting knows this, they have much better players than everybody else. This is not like the NFL where free agency and there's roster turnover every year. You know who's on Ohio State's team now. You know who's going to be on their team for the next few years based on recruiting. And nothing's going to change for any of these teams. In fact, it's probably going to get a little bit worse. The transfer portal has jimmied it. So these teams are just going to be able to go out and pick up a quarterback if they need to. Obviously, we know Ohio State's not going to be in that spot. But I don't see any reason right now why any of these four teams will be knocked off the perch. I understand the argument for Georgia. I just think they're counterfeit until proven otherwise. All right, Dwayne, who will be in the championship game and who will win it? Before I say that, I want to add something to what you just said about these these teams going to stay the elite teams because of recruiting. Well, the NCAA is talking about expanding the number of, uh, of players you can bring in in a year. And what's that going to do? It's just going to increase the, the, the power of the power teams. So, uh <laughs> That's that's just some craziness that doesn't make any any sense at all to me. What's the point in, in putting a limit on the number of scholarships you can bring in? Well, to to put the more divided talent, and now they're going to give the 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 big schools, the elite schools, an opportunity to bring in even more players. So uh, that's a little bit crazy. But anyway, I'm I'm gonna. It's kind of hard to say from here because we don't know the seeding how it's going to be uh if if uh i'm saying that i think ohio state could come out of this with the number one seed especially if georgia uh beats alabama i don't think it's going to be oklahoma or clemson uh not this year so i'm saying ohio state versus georgia with ohio state winning I will go Ohio State over Alabama. Once again, people, you're tuned into Buck Nuts, not Buck Rational Observer, so don't get on us. That said, I do think it sets up beautifully for Ohio State. The only concern one might have overall is it's asking a lot of a freshman quarterback, but let's be honest, C.J. Stroud is not your typical first-year starter. He's been there a while. He is super talented. And he is working with a receiving core that would be better than that of the Detroit Lions. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. The rain is coming down, but the optimism is bright. Here at Bucknuts, Dwayne and I pick Ohio State to win it all. What's new? Have a good one, Bucknutters.
everyone is talking about if. I'm going to go to Lynn Human. I like it. I love it. It's original and heartfelt. Ta-da! And the must-see comedy of the summer <laughs> that's perfect for the whole family. It's just so exciting. If. Ready PG. Now playing in theaters.